comes a day to you, no matter where you may be in the world. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. How you doing? My name is Mike. I am your host. This is the FBTV podcast. We get together, or try to anyway. Every week, for about a half hour or so, talk about things pertaining to the transportation industry, as well as other things as we see fit. could be anything. But, uh, no, what I was referring to at the beginning, at the top, was uh, our little podcast coming to you from uh, the FBTV studios here in Fort Smith, Arkansas. We're heard around the world. We've got listeners in Germany, Russia, Colombia, Mexico, Canada, Spain, France. That's just the top eight countries, of course, United States being at the top. And that's just uh, here in the last 30 days. And that's, that's pretty wild. Pretty wild. And that doesn't include, what, Spotify? I know some of them. There's some uh, podcast app down there. If you want to see your stats, you have to log in or something. But anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. How you doing on this Thursday morning? Well, it's Thursday morning where, when we're producing this, 7.30 in the morning on a Thursday. I'm Mike, your host. I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa. We'll talk some about that later on. Uh, we take your comments, your questions. You want to send a message, you can do so uh, on our website. We have a contact page, website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Or you can email me, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Today, today, August the 26th, is National Dog Day. And I'm talking about your puppy dog. It's National Dog Day. Also... It's uh, Women Equality Day, because on this date back in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution guaranteeing American women the right to vote is declared in effect. And just 19 years later, the first televised Major League Baseball game is shown on an experimental TV station, W2XBS, who played in that game, Cincinnati Reds and the Brooklyn Dodgers. And on this date, back in 1953, the movie, the movie now, because when I first saw this, I go, now wait a minute, it's not even close to being Halloween, but the movie The War of the Worlds is released in the U.S. But uh, I want to, uh, wasn't it uh, the, the radio show, Orson Welles, his radio show, The uh, War of the Worlds, that sent everybody in a panic? That was back in the day when you trusted what, <laughs> when you trusted the media. <laughs> it's not like today, is it? Birthdays today. Well, if you're having a birthday, happy birthday to you. Melissa McCarthy, Mike and Molly fame. I've always said a sore spot because she quit. I like that show. Not so much Molly as I liked Mike. I like Mike. Why not? I'm Mike. Anyway, now she's good. She did that uh, <clears throat> spoof commercial. I think it was a spoof. Maybe it wasn't. I eh, what was it? Where she's getting attacked by animals and out to do a uh, you know uh, donate her time or something. And every time she did it, she got squished, smashed. She's got a good sense of humor, I guess. I just saw that the other day on YouTube. Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone fame. He's forty-one today. Holy cow, he's forty-one. Boy, that makes us that that really makes me feel old. 
Uh, he was born in this state back in 1980. So if you're having a birthday, said that already, happy birthday to you too. If you are having a birthday at some point and uh, you want us to say happy birthday to you here on the podcast, well, shoot us an email. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com Okay, things you might need to know. <clears throat> Brand new New York Governor Kathy, we'll just leave it at that, I can't pronounce her last name, says there were actually 12,000 COVID deaths in her state. More, there were 12,000 COVID deaths in her state than previously reported by the Cuomo administration. Delta Airlines is raising health insurance premiums for unvaccinated employees by $200 a month to cover higher COVID costs. Thought the insurance company did that. Not the, you know, not the employer, the insurance company. Hmm. $200 a month. We're going to be, uh, our topic today, matter of fact, uh, is the elephant in the room, the vaccine mandate. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. The vaccine mandate. If you're a freight broker, freight broker agent, hey, you're independent. Nobody going to be telling you to get vaccinated if you don't want to. What about truck drivers, though? What about truck drivers? Anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. Hey, now, you know, sometimes when we talk about autonomous vehicles, what about autonomous cargo ships? <laughs> An Norwegian company has created what it calls the world's first zero-emission autonomous cargo ship. And they say if all goes as planned, the ship will make its first journey between two Norwegian towns before the end of the year with no crew on the ship. Come on. <laughs> Talk about a ghost ship. You know, we worry about trucks. You know, I didn't think about that. It, I would think... And I'm not saying I, I, I believe it will work, but I would think, I don't know, I've never been on the, uh, I've never worked in the uh, industry, that, that industry, so it may be a lot, I, it just don't make sense to me anyway. I was going to say I would think that it would be easier to get an autonomous ship to work more so than an autonomous truck, you know? But if you watch the mo those videos on YouTube, even when they've got somebody at the helm, they still screw up, so I can imagine, because, you, you know, you can't put a brake on a boat. You know, you you can slow it down, but you can't really make it break. And those things, geez, I, wonder how, I, I have no idea. I wonder how long it takes. I, I've seen stuff before talking about how long it takes to turn a ship, a big old ship. I bet it takes a lot, lot longer to stop one. Well, uh, talking about the... Uh, pandemic, the COVID-19, vaccine mandates, uh, get ready. You're going to start hearing a new word, probably in the next few weeks, called the new word, twindemic. <laughs> it's going to be in reference to the pandemic continuing as we enter the flu season. Uh, I talked about uh, New York Governor Andrew, Andrew Cuomo earlier. Uh, with the new governor talking about there were actually 12,000 more deaths in our state than previously reported. Well, remember back uh, last year, he got an Emmy for his updates on the coronavirus outbreak. That made no sense, but yeah, because you're giving updates, we're going to give you an Emmy. You, you think that was just a, 
shove it in Trump's face because he was trying to do his updates and they gave him the... It's stupid. Well, they took it back. They took the Emmy back. I wonder how that works. Uh, Mr. Former Governor, we want that trophy back. (laughs) Slam. I don't know. I guess I don't know. Okay, we got an impossible question today. We'll answer this later on in the podcast. But in the meantime, you can be contemplating your answer. If you're average, you have 13 of these per year. What are they? If you're average, you have 13 of these per year. What are they? (laughs) Okay, like I said, we'll get back to that in a little bit. All right. Fuel prices, diesel down three cents a gallon. Gasoline is down almost three cents a gallon. Still pretty high. I got, I got, I got, I put gas in my truck yesterday. My, my, uh, pickup. 3.31 a gallon. I don't know where they're getting 3.14. Ah, well, no, I take that back. I, 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 all right. I, 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 I told you about getting the new truck. Okay. In the owner's manual, and I don't get this, it says, you know, it recommends uh, 93-octane fuel. Where do you get 93-octane fuel? Everywhere I go, 91's the best you're going to get. But anyway, so the higher octane. 314, yeah, that's about right. I think around here in my part, 280-something maybe, 284 for uh, unleaded, regular. Nothing fancy, just gasoline. All right, spot rates from last week. Van freight up 1.2%, flatbed down slightly. That's going to be temporary, almost 1%, uh, down slightly at 0.7%. Reefer uh, spot rates up 1.1% from last week. Spot rates from last month. Van rates are up 3 cents per mile, up to 275. Flatbed down 5 cents, uh, down to 306. Reefer rates are up a penny, uh, up to 314. So that is your spot rate breakdown. Spot rates, if you don't know what those are, those are the uh, average rates per mile that a broker is paying a truck to move a load from point A to point B for a specific type of equipment. We talk about that in training. Matter of fact, if you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, not sure where to start, check out Taltoa, T A L T O A dot com. I'm partial to them, obviously. I'm a uh, consultant for Taltoa. We do training, uh, placement into our mentorship program after training. If you're wanting to start out as an agent, that's a good opportunity for somebody wanting to start uh, as a broker because you're able to start your broker operation in our mentorship program. In other words, uh, you're going to be placed through us under a licensed broker so you can begin your operation. I tell everybody this too. You know, don't start, don't, don't think you're going to get in, you know, start being a freight broker today and making tons of money next week. It don't work. You might, you're not going to make anything next week, probably. Okay. Uh, what the mentorship program does is allows you to, the opportunity to become operational, start gaining the experience, building your customer base, and uh, building the relationships. Brokering, just about like any business, but I think more so with brokering, it's a business of relationships because you're building relationships with, uh, your customers, the shippers, uh, you're building relationships with carriers, you're building relationships with drivers. It's, it's a process. 
But once you get through that startup period on the other side, and people always say, well, how long does that take? Well, I, there's no answer to that because it's your business. How hard do you work it? Are you paying attention to the details? And, and my clients here may say that all the time. You've got to pay attention to the details. The details will make or break you. Anyway, we get into that in training. But uh, what you're doing, you're, you're actually going to be working toward building lanes, getting customers, learning your loads, learning which trucking companies want what loads and things of that nature. And when you are able to start connecting the dots, that's when you are turning the corner and that's when you start really making the bucks. There are agents out there. I mean, freight broker agents that are making six digits a year, but it, it didn't happen overnight. It, it took time. Okay, think about that. But if you're interested, check out uh, the Taltoa website, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. And you can, uh, you can even call and I'll be happy to talk to you about it as well. 479-668-0838. And if you didn't get that phone number, that's okay. Just go to our website. And uh, it's all over the website. You can pick up the phone and call me. My name is Mike. All right. <clears throat> House agrees to infrastructure bill. That vote happened, uh, well, no, it's going to happen on September 27th. U.S. House of Reps scheduled consideration of a $1 trillion infrastructure measure by September 27th, a few days before funding. Authority for federal highway programs expire. Lawmakers return to Washington from their summer recess. I thought they were always on recess. Anyway, to approve uh, a couple of days ago, the Senate passed infrastructure bill. By a 2-22-12 party line vote, they also agreed to an intricate $3.5 trillion budget process. Where are they getting the money? I'm sorry, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around a trillion dollars, let alone 3.5. After all the money that, you know, that, that the government spent over the last 24 months with the uh, coronavirus and things like that, you know, the 1,200 here, 1,200 there, 600 here, whatever it was, you know, they were sending money to people like, it was, you know, somebody was just printing it. Well, <laughs> be doggone they are, aren't they? But uh, where's that money coming from? I mean, you, know, you would think after the year of uh, all the free money being passed around, and unemployment, now you can't get people to go back to work because, well, they're making more money being unemployed than they would be if they had a job. Can't blame them for that, really. I mean, for crying out loud, if the government's going to say, here, I'm going to give you $1,200, I'm going to give you $1,400, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's very, uh, you know, very rare that somebody would say, no, 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 you need it more than me. <laughs> they're going to say, thank you. You've ripped me off all these years with... Uh, the money I've been paying in, you know, thank you. I'll be happy to take it off your hands. I don't know. I, I just, you know, I, I'm like, where are they getting this money? Where are they getting it? You know, for, you know, I, this is wrong, but nah, I'm not even going to say it. Not even going to say it. That's another issue altogether. California Transportation Commission, and this boggles my mind more than the, uh, $3.5 trillion budget thing, the $1 trillion infrastructure. I'm not saying we don't need the infrastructure fixed. I'm just saying, where are you getting the money to just 
vote, hey, okay, we'll spend a trillion dollars here. Well, it's easy when it's not your money. But anyway, California Transportation Commission, this one really gets me. They are dedicating $1.4 billion for infrastructure. Uh, you know, I wonder where the uh, U.S. government is getting the money, but California. I don't know. $1.4 billion for transportation infrastructure projects, including efforts to improve freight movement. The 13-member commission is responsible for programming and directing transportation funds for highway, rail, transit, and active transportation purposes. More than half of the funding, some $884 million, came from Senate Bill 1, also known as the Road Repair and Accountability Act of 2017. This legislation, which involved a hike to fuel tax rates to an already expensive, most expensive fuel in the country out there, is intended to direct $54 billion over a decade to fixing roads, highways, and bridges, as well as supporting trans transit and safety. According to the commission, SB1 annually provides $5 billion in transportation funding, divided between state and local agencies. So, I don't know, that just, I mean, you get on those big numbers, it just boggles my mind, you know. And they're getting the money from us. You know, you got the politicians up there. Yeah, we can get the money. We'll figure out things to, uh, we'll come up with ways to uh, raise taxes. You know, uh, I was reading something. You're starting to see uh, more and more of these uh, traffic cameras on stoplights. You know, you know, ticket by mail. I don't like that too much either. I think that's wrong. Anything they can do to make a buck, that's what they're doing. You know, I mean, think about it. Back in the, I'm not saying we want to go back to horses and buggies, but we never had problems with roads. We don't have to come up with trillions of dollars for a road. We just cut a path. <laughs> you know. All right. Let's talk about uh, the uh, vaccines. Coronavirus. That's... Uh, I mean, you can't turn on the TV, you can't open a news article, I mean, news website, you can't do anything. Even our local news channel, the websites, that's all they talk about. That's, you know, every single story is going to be a coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. We're, we're all sick of it. I had to go to the doctor yesterday for a checkup, which everything's cool. We were talking about it. And the uh, hospital, or the clinic I go to, they're part of a hospital. They're part of the Mercy system. And uh, Mercy mandated or requires now that all of their ever I believe all of their employees have to be uh, vaccinated and uh, it wasn't that long ago I was talking to a uh, RN that worked in the emergency room at uh, a Mercy Hospital and they just weren't going to do it we're not going to do it so I don't know but uh, President Biden came out the other day Urging, actually the headline says, pressure, pressure, pressuring private employers to make COVID-19 vaccine mandatory for workers. After the uh, FDA granted full approval for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine on Monday, the president spoke out to ask companies to place vaccine requirements on their workforce. Now, my wife, she works for a company 
not going to be naming names or anything here. They are not requiring vaccines yet. But those who have not been vaccinated, they are really putting the pressure on. It's, uh, it, it's, it's weird, you know, it's weird. You know what, what what's weird about it? And they, they keep saying, okay, you get the vaccine. Okay, you get the vaccine and, uh, now, I, I'm from a different era. You know, when they said vaccine years ago, you know, you get the polio vaccine that keeps you from getting polio. Yeah, you know. And throughout the years, the uh, different types of vaccines. But this vaccine, uh, if you remember not too long ago when, when it first came out, yeah, take your mask off. You're good. You got vaccinated. But now it's, uh, yeah, wear your mask, you know. Yeah, you can get vaccinated, but uh, you still may get COVID-19. But, you know, it, it's not going to be as bad. And maybe that's true. I don't know. But the rules keep changing. And I think that's what gets everybody all screwed up and bent out of shape. Because, hey, you say one thing, then, you know, two weeks later, hey, look, you were wrong. How am I tr- who am I going to trust? You know, here, take this uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Oops, sorry, it kills you. <laughs> you know, now they come out with the... Uh, Third shot or whatever. I, I don't know. It's just it's just strange. But anyway, Biden uh, said today, uh, a couple of days ago, I'm calling on the country more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that will reach millions of people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you to do that. Require it. Do what I did last month and require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements. Some of America's largest companies, including Walmart, Disney, Google, Facebook, and Uber, have imposed vaccine mandates for workers. The Walmart requirement applies only to office workers and regional management staffers, not to warehouse workers, store associates, or other frontline workers. (laughs) <laughs> not yet the critical you know in mass you know you, you get those people walking away you're gonna have to close doors here's something that's weird happened i'm in fort smith arkansas and we got i don't know half a dozen walmarts around here you know within a stone's throw of each other i you know they you know how they do it but anyway one of the walmarts one just one here a couple of weeks ago they, like, shut down on a Tuesday and didn't reopen, I think, till Thursday with no explanation except they said we were having a cleaning crew come in and disinfect everything. Our staff is going to go back in, restock all the shelves, and you're going to be good. But, the you know, like, we got, I can't count, half a dozen anyway around here. But that's the only one they did that to. And they that, that was their explanation. That, that was their reason for doing it, to disinfect. What about the other stores? Shouldn't they also be? We'll never know. Somebody knows, but we, the general public, don't know. And see, that's what, that's what causes that mistrust. You know, you know what I mean? That's what gets everybody all in a, in a, uh, you know, gets, gets their underwear in a, 
in a knot. You, you know what I mean? So far, almost all U.S. trucking companies have shied away from vaccine mandates for workers. That's pretty smart. Because, uh, you know, you think about it, they, they talk about a driver shortage. No, it's actually driver retention. Uh, more than shortage. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, need for more drivers. But retention is the main thing. Because drivers hop around all the time. You know, you lose a driver, you got to put another driver in that seat. It takes time to get a driver in, get him orientated, get him through the, uh, getting all that rigmarole, all that time, that truck sitting empty. And a truck sitting empty, as anyone who has ever owned a truck knows, a truck parked is not making you money. Okay. But more than that, a parked truck is still costing you money. The meter never stops on a truck. Never stops. You ever go by a truck stop, you see trucks and they're parked. Every second that truck is in there, it's costing someone money. Trust me. You know, the, the, the meter never stops. But yeah, you start imposing mandates on drivers. <laughs> Some of these cities are going to need to prepare to be hungry. You talk about empty shelves at Walmart. Yeah. I don't think, well, drivers, uh, uh anyway, kind of get what I'm getting at. However, polls indicate the trucking community isn't keen on getting vaccinated. And uh, with many companies struggling to hire and retain drivers amid lingering supply chain volatility caused by the pandemic, it seems unlikely that vaccine mandates for drivers can become widespread. Now, down in Australia, get this, uh, Australia, they're already starting to shut down stuff, lockdowns again. But coming up uh, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Australia time, Australian truckers, truckies as they call them in Australia, they're going to begin protest, protesting the COVID lockdowns, and reportedly they plan on blocking every highway Entering into every state at the same time. That's coming up Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. Australia time. Some drivers down there are warning citizens to stock up on the essentials and uh, so they can be prepared for a week or even two weeks of a supply chain disruption. A long time ago, I read an article or a report or something like that that said uh, here in this country, that the major cities, I'm talking about major cities, have pretty much a 72-hour supply of food. Truck stop delivering to a major city. Within 72 hours, people are going to start getting hungry. So, uh, this mandate thing, this is getting... I, I'm, not, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Don't misunderstand me. However, I am one that uh, don't like the rush rush. You know, here, take this shot now. Is it safe? Well, we don't know yet. We'll know in a few years. <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan of that, but I get it. You know, I get it. The people are looking for a way to get this thing under control. I, I think the vaccination thing should be left up to the individual, period. Okay. Here's the deal. If people that get the vaccine... Okay, uh, okay, they're not going to be immune from getting coronavirus. 
But if the symptoms, you know, are, you know, pretty much nothing because they got the vaccine, then what difference does it make if somebody else doesn't get the vaccine? Somebody that doesn't get the vaccine, that gets full-blown coronavirus, yeah, you know, okay, that was their decision. What was it I saw the other day? A hospital somewhere, something like 75, I don't know, maybe more doctors and uh, went on strike or something uh, against people who were not getting the vaccine. <laughs> what? Okay, you're striking against sick people. That made no sense to me at all. But anyway, uh, according to uh, Overdrive magazine, this is an article I found on Overdrive here just uh, the other day. They had an article in there. You can find it at overdriveonline.com. What would happen if employers forced truckers to get vaccinated? In the trucking world, with so many independent contractors and owner-operators who can and do frequently take business elsewhere, when work requirements prove too onerous, do big business and employers even have the leverage to mandate vaccines? No, they don't, according to early indications. So what, what, what they're saying here is, uh, a, yeah, your, your, your manufacturers, your, your shippers, receivers, they, those companies can force their people to do whatever they want. But you're not going to be able to force the trucking industry to do what you might want them to do because they have a mind of their own. They'll, they'll not do it. And if they don't want to take the vaccine, they're not going to get the vaccine. And if you try to force them to get the vaccine, guess what? They're going to quit. They're going to go to work for another company that's not going to force them to get the vaccine. Now, granted, like in my wife's circumstance, uh, and a lot of people's problems, you know, well, uh, okay foods, uh, uh, somebody I know here, in town, they're, they're uh, uh, okay foods requiring people to, or going to be requiring people to get the vaccine, vaccinated. And uh, uh, somebody I know has already contacted an attorney, you know, preparing a lawsuit. I don't think it's going to fly, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. It, it's, it's screwing up everything. You know, people need to step back, you know, get a hold of it. And there's, I know there's people out there, well, what, the people that don't get the vaccine, they need to go out here and get vaccinated, period. You know? Yeah. Like in my situation, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Okay, i just tell you why. Uh, a couple of heart attacks, you know, and one thing that I have learned over the last uh, few months that while people have been getting vaccinated, that in some cases, I'm not going to say every one of them, but in some cases, yes, it does cause some uh, heart problems. I don't need more heart problems. I'm not even going to take the chance. You're gonna, you, I know some people are like, well, you're going to take chance on COVID. Well, I don't have COVID. I do have heart problems. I don't need more heart problems. But anyway, uh, neither here nor there. Overdrive, uh, Fleet Focus Sister publication, CCJ, recently spoke to Veriforce Master Trainer Janice Junkin, this according to this article, who said that vaccine mandates are largely legal on the federal level, but could cause problems in recruiting and retention. Of course, they're talking about drivers. Employees may decide to resign from their positions and recruitment efforts could suffer because of a vaccine mandate. Mm -hmm. Fleets routinely cite driver recruiting and retention as their number one problem, making it unlikely a fleet would, absent any legal or business pressure, mandate vaccinations. So, so far, 
We're sounding pretty good here. Further, a recent Overdrive poll found few respondents among vaccine holdouts who indicated willingness to receive a vaccine if mandated mandated as, <laughs> as a condition of doing business or employment. A CCJ Facebook post also asked its readership, mainly fleet owners, workers, and some drivers, how they would respond to the uh, company requiring vaccinations overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. Those who represented themselves as drivers said they would leave the country. The country, no, the company. <laughs> so, in, in short, what's going on here, you know, the message is being sent. Hey, you trying to make us take the shot. Uh, not going to do it. Ain't going to happen. I'm out of here. I'll find another company to work for. Yeah. A lot of these drivers may even decide, hey, I'll go out and buy a truck, get my own authority, get a trailer, and be my own trucking company. <clears throat> and I'm not going to say that's a good idea, but if you know what you're doing, why not? Those who represented themselves as fleet owners said so they would consider uh, would not consider such a move. In other words, uh, fleet owners are saying, we're not even going to think about mandating that stuff, uh, getting, uh, giving yet more anecdotal data to the conventional wisdom that says requiring drivers to get the vaccine might not end well for the fleets. In summation, uh, the article goes on to say, could refusing vaccines hurt owner ops and drivers? And they go on to say, after hearing from several companies and conducting a few informal polls, that the author of this article is ready to conclude that if drivers and carriers think they can ditch their employer or business partner if they disagree with any vaccine mandate and easily find another, they're probably right. He says, I can point to you the heaps of open trucking positions for drivers and incredibly high demand for carriers, uh, large and small, as proof. Basically, employers and shipping communities need truckers too badly to boss them around too much, even if shippers want an entirely vaccinated workforce more than that. More than a vaccinated workforce, they want truckers to show up on time and haul their freight. So, we'll see. I think they're trying to take us down to that route, that, that road to where they want us to be mandated. But, uh, Will they get there? I think they'll be knocking at the door. But uh, I think they'll never achieve what they're wanting or hoping to achieve. All right, today's impossible question before we close. If you're, an av if you're average, you have only 13 of these per year. What are they? What did you think? If you're average, you have only 13 pain-free days Per year. No pain. That doesn't say how old these people were. That was, uh, <laughs> they considered average. But, uh, yeah, I'll take that. 13 pain-free days per year. The older I get, the less pain-free I am. I think that's everybody, don't you? All right, going to wrap it up. I know we we're kind of controversial today talking about the mandates, but, hey, it is what it is, you know. Hey, if you want to get the vaccine, that's your choice. It shouldn't be forced on you. It should be made uh, it's your choice. It should be your choice what you choose to put in your body. Not what some government or some some uh, corporation 
or somebody behind a desk that has no clue thinks you should do. It should be your choice. Your choice. Period. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Go have a good weekend. It's almost Friday. One more day. Have a good Thursday for sure. Unless you've made other plans, we will talk next week. See ya.